guys, welcome back to the Under One Roof podcast, where we're talking about building faithful and fruitful families for God's kingdom. My name is Andre, and I'm one of the pastors at Living Word Bible Church in Ferndale, Washington, and I'm here with my wonderful wife, Leah, today to talk about another issue related to our family life. How's it going, babe? Pretty good. Yeah, we're excited about this topic because it's something that we talk about a lot, and that is uh, being known in our marriage. So I, I don't know how many people, we haven't done any official surveys on this, would say uh, that in their marriage they feel fully and totally known and understood. Um, how many marriages operate with kind of an undercurrent of feeling misunderstood or one, where one or both right. partners I, feel that way. I like, I like the term being known because it envelopes multiple like communication and um faithfulness and dedication and you know because i think certain terms like communication and marriage can become kind of cliche and get washed out in their what they actually mean and what they include right but being known is deeper i think that it takes more work and it's a long-term journey of really knowing and understanding one another in in marriage yeah it's a i think it's a biblical concept because communication sounds again i mean we're kind of talking about communication but when you say communication i think to a lot of people it sounds like you're talking about um just talking more yeah specifically through conflict verbalizing your thoughts and frustrations yeah but the the purpose of communication is not just to exchange information it is to be known and the biblical concept you know the that phrase from genesis where hagar uh is uh kind of rescued by god and uh she is seen in her agony and she says you know she she calls him the god who sees yeah and this is the god of the bible is the god who knows us deeply and intimately mm-hmm. And he sees us in all of our flaws, and yet his whole, he bends all of history to save us, to redeem us, to restore us. He is not repelled by our brokenness. Um, and so in marriage, the, I think that's one of the big challenges is we see each other's brokenness a lot, respond to sin as sinners, which means we are repelled by each other's brokenness. And that can cause these deep, this starts with little, little cracks and little ditches but they can grow into canyons of separation and misunderstanding over years. So, I mean, the, the Bible verse we wanted to kind of bounce off of is First Peter. Now, he's talking to husbands in First Peter chapter 3, but he says, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. And I think that that's a really great phrase. It's a powerful mm-hmm. phrase. He's not just saying, you know, husbands, be the strong dominant leader Mm -hmm. he says live with her in an understanding way as as considering her as the weaker vessel or Mm -hmm. the weaker partner and not weaker you know in terms of inferior Mm -hmm. but god has made woman different from man and emotional complexity maybe or sensitivity but there's this there's this sensitivity communicated in the verse Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um and understanding is the call men understand your wives better and i think that of course this flows both ways when you have initiation from the from the husband's side to be understanding to mm-hmm. to know his wife in a deeper way to live in a relationship where she will say i feel known yeah i feel fully understood 
mm-hmm. you know. And it's, again, that's not just going to be like a flip of a switch. Oh, we had a really deep talk, and now our marriage is full of understanding, right? So I guess we can talk about some of the maybe some core components of that. What does that include? Yeah, I think it's such a journey and such a. It takes time and intentionality over the years to feel known, to feel seen by your spouse. And I think there needs to be like a rhythm of uh, like habits that uh-huh. are put in place that we just do regularly that help in, in being known, help in being seen and understood. And we all have such different seasons of life. We go through so many different things in our marriage that when you're just married, being known, the the version of you that wants to be known is different than when you become a parent, when mm-hmm. you are going through seasons of difficulty. There's always kind of a new version of you that is waiting to be known and discovered, not only like to yourself, because a lot of times we're like, I didn't even know this part of myself, but you're given a spouse to kind of discover that alongside with you. And we're not meant, like God created us and he is the ultimate he knows us the way that we were created to be known and i think in marriage we reflect that relationship that god Uh intended for us with Uh him in one another and uh, i think it's really interesting to like just that what you just said that god knows us fully and completely like better than we know ourselves the psalmist says this all the time you know you know my hidden faults you see all the deep nooks and crannies of my soul Mm -hmm. like god knows us in that depth and the partnership of marriage, the spiritual pilgrimage together involves shining the light of uh, God's presence and grace into each other's souls in an incarnate way. We are incarnating God's grace. We are becoming visible uh, experiences of grace to one another as we learn to go deeper and deeper into each other's souls, understanding each other in a deeper way. And when we find the brokenness and the complexity and the weirdnesses, um, we're not repelled. We, we we love mm-hmm. and we uh, support and guide one another through, you know, like to yeah. be known and loved. God loves us in our sinfulness. Mm-hmm. He doesn't love our sin. He doesn't let us stay sinners. Mm-hmm. But he does not recoil in disgust when he sees our brokenness. Right. Yeah. He runs to save us. And so essentially in your marriage, you live out the gospel as you are learning to know one another regularly, witnessing each other's brokenness. And what do you, how do you respond when yeah. you see that? Do you respond yeah. by recoiling in annoyance and frustration at your spouse when you see his or her weaknesses and sins? Or do you respond with a desire to be the grace of God, the healing grace and presence to love, embrace, uh, encourage, you know? Because there's nothing else in, in life that mirrors Christ and his and, and the gospel as marriage does in the sense that it directly affects us. Your spouse's failures and sin directly affects you and often hurts you. Uh-huh. So to embrace the person and fully accept and fully forgive and extend grace and want to know them more is such a beautiful example of the way Christ is towards us. And I think it's really powerful and transforming to our souls. Uh-huh. It's just a really beautiful thing. And I think it it's really hard for us sinners to, um, to do that. Yeah. But that's the goal. And in that, there's the concept of like nakedness. Like in Genesis, yeah. Moses like hints at that as he mm-hmm. finishes the story of the first marriage that they were both naked. 
and unashamed. Like there's a tr- like he's not just talking about oh they were naked they had no clothes. There's yeah. a there's a, th- that 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 connotes like poetic depth and and like they were fully disclosed to one another. There was, there was no, no fear. Hidden. There was yeah. no fear and there was nothing to hide. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's sort of a parallel. Jesus Paul says Jesus cares for his church and washes her with the word and right. clothes her in righteousness. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, to wash and clothe somebody, you need to take their clothes off. Mm-hmm. Like there's this exposed nakedness mm-hmm. we have before God in all of our brokenness. And there is shame. Right. But in that shame, it is covered up because we're not afraid to be open and exposed before him because he is a gracious and loving savior. So like, this is like one of the essential ways the gospel is playing out in your marriage is mm-hmm. being known. Mm-hmm. and intentionally knowing one another. And I think what you said, the first thing connected to that is uh, having a rhythm. It's This is not something that happens once or twice a year when you go on your little, you know, uh, weekend um, getaway. Weekend getaway. Um, it has to be the rhythm of your marriage. It has to be the part of your rule of life, sort of, like that phrase. Maybe I'll be using that more in the future. It, it, it has to be part of the way you live life the rhythms of regular existence Mm -hmm. um is just communicating your inner life to one another small conversations here and there how you doing what's going on what's going on inside your soul in your heart what was up with your day and these conversations they need to not just be like oh how was your day oh i went to work this and that happened you could still hide you can have a lot of conversation time in your marriage and still be hiding and I think hiding is easy and it, it it's not like in, you're intentionally hiding. It's I don't think it's something that you're like, oh, I don't want to tell my spouse how I'm really doing. I think it just takes work. Yeah. For some, some of us whose personalities are more extroverted, who are talkers, it's much easier to just kind of like bare your soul every yeah. single day and it just comes naturally. For some people, it takes a lot more work. And so they, you know, they're exhausted. They have kids. At the end of the day, they just kind of want to check out. And um, I think that it takes... A habit like forming habits of just it doesn't have to be hours it doesn't have to take forever but just checking in on one another like how are you and putting in the effort of saying what is emotionally spiritually going on in your heart and your mental state just how your day what you've been thinking about what what your needs are frustrations struggles are um what your spouse can pray about it doesn't have to be this big deep conversation yeah I think when we just make a habit of sharing, Regular, yeah, um, could be could be ten to fifteen minutes, yeah, or le- like it's short. And again, for some people, it takes a lot longer to articulate how they're feeling because they themselves are confused. They haven't really thought through how they're feeling, mm-hmm. and I think they choose to not communicate to their spouse because they don't know what it is. Yeah. But I think even in that, like if you're the spouse who just needs time to process, um. Number one, try processing with your spouse out right. loud because that can help you. They know you better than anyone else. They can help you process and figure it out. Or just be honest. Be like, hey, you know, I'm feeling a little lost. I'm feeling frustrated. I don't know. I'm confused. That's kind of where I'm at. I just need time to process. Just just give them a little in on what's going on in your head. Whatever mm-hmm. it may be. It can be something super simple, you know, your frustrations at work or something deeper that right. you're struggling with i think it's if we don't have those habits yeah. it's so easy to drift apart and it's been it can be 10 years down the road and you're like i don't really know my spouse like yeah. i know them in a sense but i don't know their soul i don't know what what's inside most of the time well so i think connected to this is um i think that 
people don't talk because they don't know how to talk about like what's inside them. Yeah. But the solution is not just, well, I'm just I'm just an introverted person or I'm not talkative. Of course, some of us are less talkative than others, yeah. and that's totally fine. We're yeah. not saying that you have deep soul therapy for two hours every night. Um, the point though is um, communication takes practice. Like if you say, oh, I'm not really good at articulating my feelings, thoughts, experiences, I'm not really good at bringing out my inner life mm-hmm. to the outside. Yeah. Well, the more you do it, the better you'll get. It's practice. It's right. a it's simple a ch- act of practice. It's not something you have a choice in because it's the it's the health of your marriage, I yeah. think. People think it's like, well, I'm just not talkative, so I'm not going to. Well, it's essential to yeah. how healthy and how, if you want your marriage to thrive, you have to practice. You it's have it's to. like saying, again, the continual parallel between the church and Christ, um, believers in Christ. It's like, well, I'm not talkative, so I'm not going to pray. Right. Uh, that's not an option. Some of us are really good at praying. Some yeah. of us are not good at yeah. praying. But we yeah. got to pray, you know. But like practice. It's just practice. Mm-hmm. Like you, the more you learn to communicate with your spouse, just reflecting on your own soul, the better you'll get at it. The second piece to that, I think, is people don't communicate, don't you think, uh, because they're afraid to look inside? Yeah. Because it makes them Afraid to look inside or, you know, there, that vulnerability. Yeah. There's not emotional intimacy maybe within the marriage or also um, maybe they've tried and it's they've been burned by their spouse mm-hmm. they've been misunderstood they've been labeled they've been judged and that's we've all done it we've all been there you know we because our emotions and sin and failure and temptation is so connected to hurting our spouse letting them down it you're walking a fine line it's risky yeah that's why I like that term emotional safety it sounds very psychologically therapeutic but i love it because i think if you don't feel emotional safety within your marriage, and that takes intentionality to cultivate, mm-hmm. it's much harder to communicate. It's much harder to be intimate and vulnerable with mm-hmm. your spouse. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So you're kind of jumping into the next, but this is we'll just we'll go on this rabbit hole right now because so people may um people may not have good conversations in their with their spouse because they're afraid they may be afraid for a variety of reasons. One of those reasons, like you're saying, is they don't feel safe, quote unquote. It's not like, oh, my spouse is an abuser. Right. No, no, but no, like no. it means that, okay, so to share your inner thoughts and experiences is is vulnerable. And if you've tried to do it a few times and if you've been uh, ridiculed or, or if hurt. you've been hurt or if you've been misunderstood or judged, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's th- that vulnerable experience, it makes you think like, forget you. I'm not going to tell you anymore. Because, you want to protect yourself. Yeah, because the pain, like, okay, so you expose yourself to your spouse, which is the most intimate person in the world and and the pain of being rejected by them is more painful than anybody else and so you've tried to have a conversation and it's been you've been burned you know and you're just like whatever i'm not going to talk to you about this Mm -hmm. um and that's real um so i think when we talk about emotional safety like let's use a an awesome therapy term Mm -hmm. whatever like you terms are terms but this term with the definition what we mean here is that in your marriage, you, there's not an attitude of judgment and and you feel accepted and loved mm-hmm. and you feel like your spouse does not quickly jump to the worst possible uh, assumptions right. about you, Yeah. right? So that's what judgment is. Mm-hmm. Judgment is when you feel like you do something or you say something and that person jumps to the conclusion, the worst possible conclusion, right. you know? And so you don't feel the freedom to just be yourself. You're always hyper analyzing or, or 
triple checking what you're going to say Choosing or your what you're going to do super carefully because you you're you're tiptoeing you know yeah well i think the ideal what it instantly makes me think of is when you come to your father like god the father in prayer and you are confessing mm-hmm. say you're repenting of a temptation or a sin you are broken over it but you are telling your father about it and you yeah. are speaking of because you can confidently come to to him yeah. knowing that nothing you say will make him change his mind about you yeah. which is so profound and ideally we want that kind of experience in marriage where your spouse can take your ugliness and your failure and you can come to them and they can be your ally in helping you through mm-hmm. that rather than coming them and there's that risk and danger of being shut down because we don't feel that with God the Father we know he has standards we know right. he is holy and yet we we run to him to confess well, and that's to what, talk about our struggles and ask for help. John says, First John, I think it's chapter 5, he's, he talks about this whole idea, this whole concept, perfect love casts out fear. Right. There's fear, but it, fear comes from judgment. Mm-hmm. And we don't. We boldly approach the throne of grace. Yeah. Why? Because we are approaching the There's throne no of the Father. There's no condemnation. We are loved. We yeah. are loved. Yeah. And the line from Paul in First Corinthians 13, love hopes all things, believes all things. We've been throwing that around for the past year or two, mm-hmm. like a lot. I yeah. think this idea where love, it doesn't mean that you're being, it doesn't mean that you're choosing to ignore your spouse's sins. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying here. You're honest about their sins. If there's a problem, it needs to be said. Like conviction is still very important. This isn't about sin. This is about faults. This is about how you assume and, and, Paul says that love always seeks to assume the best. Right. So instead of seeing your spouse as an enemy, uh, a threat, you see them as a fellow struggling saint. Mm-hmm. You, you, you think, okay, how do I think of them inside of my spouse? You know, like for me, this was a big thing. Like mm-hmm. it was like a turnaround moment in our marriage at some point. I don't know mm-hmm. where I like, how do I think of you and your struggles? It makes me, it makes it so much easier to forgive when you look at your spouse and you're like, do I consider the agony of their inner turmoil as they're trying to battle their sin? Yeah. And if I consider that, I want to be someone who is a comforter and an encourager and isn't turned off. And so emotional safety, Mm -hmm. we're talking about, you cultivate that atmosphere where you don't jump to judgment. Somebody says something, does something painful, difficult, challenging, you want to assume the best. You want to clothe them with love and listen, uh, be be present. You know, be a right. source of grace. Right. And that that takes away fear. That that makes us want to communicate and share each other to each other. You know. How do we cultivate that? Because that's really not that it's difficult, but it, it takes a lot to make a space like that in your marriage. We're talking about having rhythms where we're doing this. But how do we get to a place where this is encouraged and it thrives, this kind of openness and vulnerability, communication, constant communication? What practical things can we do in our marriages that will encourage this kind of... Are you specifically talking about emotional safety or talking about in general the being known? Being known. Yeah, okay. Even even emotional safety, how do we cultivate it specifically? Well, I think with emotional safety, we always have moments when we are repelled or pushed away or frustrated or annoyed yeah learning to recognize those moments in yourself and push back against your annoyance or disgust with grace Mm -hmm. like those are moments for me personally like i see my sinfulness come out sometimes and be like 
irritation. Irritation wants to bubble up. And in that moment, I'd be like, wait, no, like my wife is a struggling saint. She Mm -hmm. hates her sin. Mm -hmm. She wants to grow. She, she, you know, and so like, I want to like that, that little reminder, it's like a little click that helps me instantly want to jump in with a blanket of grace and be like, it's okay. I love you. You know, Yeah. when you do that, that in that that opens doors constantly mm-hmm. to strengthen that emotional safety and that yeah. deepens trust big time yeah you know so i i was gonna go and another reason why we maybe don't communicate is because we're afraid to, to think about our own selves mm-hmm. so like especially for men i think yeah um we don't want to think about the contents of our inner life because we're nervous mm-hmm. um where where it's gonna go yeah and maybe sometimes wives i don't know tell me what you think about this but sometimes a wife can be uh made very uncomfortable or something when her husband is sharing a struggle she wants to jump in with some solution yeah instead of just hearing him out and being present yeah and saying honey i love you it's okay you know like like the I husband has to general, we're the husband has to be the strong leader and yeah. so therefore that sometimes leads us to cultivating this atmosphere where he's not allowed to have unanswered questions. Yeah. You know, and when he does, then his wife becomes all destabilized. Right. Well, and she's like, like oh. well, you don't get to be struggling because yeah. I'm the struggling one. And yeah. You have to help you're me. You're supposed to be the leader who figures right. everything out. Yeah. You're not supposed to have problems. <laughs> I'm the I'm the problematic one. Yeah. I think totally. I think wives tend to do. I think both. I think women are more emotionally wired. And so we like to talk about our feelings more, generally speaking. And men, I don't know. Not all men, but it seems like they're more reserved and they're like, well, I'm not a girl, I'm not emotional. I, I got it. I have things under control. So they don't share their emotions very easily with their mm-hmm. wife. It's a practice thing. But also I think there may be fear yeah. of like, what are you going to find when you get under the, the hood and you don't want to think about it? You know, and that's again, like <clears throat> you have you have skeletons in the closet, but or, or you have demons that are kind of following you around, but instead of. You just you just try to ignore them instead of turning around and shining the flashlight at them. Yeah. And again, that's that's not how we invite God's grace and power into our marriages. Marriage is not one spouse being perfect, fixing the other. You know. Yeah. Marriage is both of us on a pilgrimage together. Mm-hmm. Of course, men are called to be the leaders um, and take responsibility, but it doesn't mean that the man is Jesus. You know, the man is not the savior of the, the marriage. The man is given Jesus. a helper. Yeah, yeah. And she's sense. a helper in what way? The wife is a helper in a, a bunch of ways. Yeah. One of those ways is she is his love and support. Mm-hmm. And um, I think men need to have that. I think a powerful man in the world is a man who can come home and share his struggles and have his wife not become an emotional jello because of that. But she can take it and she can listen, pray for him, whatever, encourage him and say, you're, you know, I still love you. You're a good man. You're a good leader. Um, that will, that will enable him <clears throat> to take those challenges on. But it also welcomes prayer yeah, and the Holy Spirit into your marriage. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the healing source of power in your marriage is the presence of God and the work of the Holy Spirit and prayer and if you're not having those moments of weakness and vulnerability, you're not having moments where you need to invite God's power and strength. Yeah. And 
if you're not doing that, then you're not experiencing God's grace and power in your marriage, you know? So again, communication and working through it and right. practicing and getting better, you know. Yeah, I think wives need to make sure to watch their own tendencies and look for things that they're doing that may be preventing their husbands from wanting to share with them and also giving their husbands permission to be weak, not in weak in the sense that like maybe they're just so burned out and just struggling and giving him permission and a space as a wife to come and be like i'm just struggling i'm tired and you don't have to have solutions that's not why he's coming to you right you're not the one you're not the leader in the relationships you're not there to like help him figure it all out and give him all the solutions if all you can say is i'm so sorry i hear you and can we pray about this or i'm going to pray for you every day this week i'm going to commit to that just being a help like make sure as a wife that you're cultivating that in your mm-hmm. in your marriage because and here here's the next kind of point with listening like we all are bad at listening We're just human nature we all want to jump in and say our part and mm-hmm. make it about ourselves or give solutions but to really sit in the space of listening to your spouse and hearing them seeing them mm-hmm. and not thinking of what to say next but just like really sitting there with them and yeah. trying to understand that takes practice too i think yeah. we're all really bad at that and sometimes we're you know like you'll come home and you're just sharing some discouragement and my instinct is just to encourage you so therefore i go off and say but look at all these positive things but look at this look look at all the blessings god has given us sometimes that's what you need but sometimes you know those things you just want to be affirmed and be like yeah that's really hard mm-hmm. um knowing your spouse and knowing what they need best in a situation and sometimes that's hard to do yeah sometimes you don't know as a wife like what's going to help him right now um well i think that's a really important point because this whole communication this being known when you when we work on knowing one another we're going to uncover new complications in our marriage and like i remember you like saying like i don't know how to encourage you like yeah like i'm just like when I'm discouraged and I'm sharing it with you, because I would try to be all positive, and then and you you're try like, to eh. encourage me, and then I'm like, "Ugh, babe, stop." Yeah. Like. Yeah. And so it's it seems like you're creating new problems in your marriage, almost. Right. Right. But that's this is it, this is gonna force you to uh, stretch yourself a little bit to to um, to develop new pathways of loving each other more effectively. And you have to be patient on both sides with that and communicating. And figure it out. It's your job. Yeah, like as a man, like, okay, sometimes I realize, okay, this is what is most encouraging when this happens. This is what's really helpful, Yeah, you know? And then you learn and then you get better and it's really satisfying. But there's that complexity. You have to work through that. You have to think, okay, well, again, again, guys don't like to talk about their needs. Yeah, I think we're, especially husband to a wife, I think a lot of guys feel uncomfortable about like, Babe, can you please do this? Or this mm-hmm. is helpful. Like, I need yeah. this from you. Right. Um, again, he's still the leader. But a leader is not a, a person who has everything figured out and has no problems. You know, a leader is a person who is rooted in God and takes responsibility for his calling. Mm-hmm. But part of his, part of being an effective leader is understanding and embracing your limitations mm-hmm. and, and working within those limitations and welcoming your wife as a source of grace, wisdom, and encouragement. Well, I think God gave a man a helper for a reason. That means he needs help and in all spheres of life, like emotionally too, like encouragement, yeah. prayer. You're his biggest support. You're his biggest encouragement. So it's not an option when your husband is discouraged and comes home from work exhausted and discouraged and really quiet 
and you try to be all positive and he's like babe it's not really helping thank you but it's not an option to just give up like well no pick a time where he's not as discouraged and ask him like what do you in those moments find more encouraging what what can i do better you got to work on it you don't get to be like well he doesn't like it when i say anything so every time from now on when he comes home discouraged i'm just going to give him space that's not a solution you don't get to do that like that's not going to make your marriage thrive it's not going to create intimacy because he's a man who needs he has needs and you have to figure out how to fulfill those needs emotionally Uh and i think a lot of marriages just don't know and don't want to put in the work of figuring out what's more helpful yes and so they just back off parallel tracks yeah and they just cruise yeah and that's not going to help you be known it's actually going to create more walls deep down yeah um and then you know you have to go to someone else like a friend and and that's fine and there's a place for that but your spouse and you should be the closest relationship yeah the last that last point about like learning to listen i think a lot of guys we need to learn to listen and and again i think one of the big things here is practice Mm -hmm. the more you learn to practice to listen and you let each other mess up and it's okay you know it's okay yeah it's okay we have to learn to say that a lot Mm -hmm. i think those are one of the most those are the one of those gracious things phrases in marriage it's okay Mm -hmm. uh and a hug yeah Uh, like but the point is we need to learn to listen with our full posture and presence mm-hmm. with your body your mind you know maybe sometimes with wives or with husbands the screen you can't be looking at a screen and listening to your <laughs> yeah. spouse like technology technology and entertainment is a massive hindrance to true communication in marriage yeah because we're so distracted and we're bored and we get bored after five to ten seconds because that's our now Instagram has taught us to not look at anything past five seconds long right and to not learn to really like settle in and pay attention Mm -hmm. take your wife in completely yeah listen make your goal nothing else don't be thinking about your projects for this weekend or whatever or work like listen take her in like and that's don't do a big sigh in the middle of her sentence don't act don't finish sentence her sentences right and i think sometimes maybe even 10 years in a marriage um a husband is like well i kind of know my wife and so when she starts saying something maybe she's hormonal or emotional or sad and she starts articulating her emotion and in his head he's like well i already know what she's gonna say i i know her that's not the point so they'll dismiss what she's trying to say and not validate and be like well don't you think it's because it's like you're on your period or don't you think you're just being hormonal or emotional maybe just dismiss this and i think sometimes there is a place for that sometimes for me i'm being really introspective and emotional and it is just physically i'm tired like and you need to tell me you need to go have a snack and you need a nap and you need it because you know me but sometimes it's not that and if you're constantly slapping that sticker of you're just being emotional yeah that's going to invalidate all of my emotional experiences and it's going to make me feel like you don't care yeah and i think it's all these little habits that tend to happen in marriage that drive spouses apart and make one another feel misunderstood it's that listening that's a bad listening yeah yeah i think that with guys we're very solution oriented again listening is not always about a solution it's about presence it's about me sitting here and saying you and your concerns matter to me more than anything else right now and i'm going to listen to you and sometimes it's going to mean i'm going to ask a question Mm -hmm. sometimes it's going to mean i'm going to say a thought 
or sometimes just an encouragement. It's going to be okay, babe. You know, yeah. like it's going to be okay. So it's not always about solutions. And I think as guys, again, you, you feel like a guy because you have solved the problem, mm-hmm. but that's not, that's not the problem. You've, you haven't solved the problem by just offering a solution. Um, you, ha- you, you, listening is about presence and about affirmation and about, um, taking a moment to really understand, like, my spouse is complex and my spouse is not as simple as I mm-hmm. want to think she, she or is, he yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And also, we're always changing. So what we were last year is not what we are this year. Yeah. And that's what makes listening a never-ending uh, never ending task. And, and the, t- the, the task of knowing one another, mm-hmm. I think that's the... The joy of marriage mm-hmm. is knowing one another through the seasons. Yeah. Like we're different. We grow into different kinds of people and it's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. Because the other big thing is I think this is a big theme for me last couple of years, the theme of encouragement. It's so simple, but what is the spirit of Christian? What is the spirit of the gospel and Christian community? It, it should be encouragement. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul is always about, he wants, why does he want to go there to that church or that church to encourage? Um, we must be encouraged Mm -hmm. by one another we must feel encouraged and when we are known and we are loved Mm -hmm. and we are spoken truth where Mm -hmm. where it needs to be a little rebuke or correction we we say where and but we also lay on a lot of love and care Mm -hmm. we are encouraged like god is here the spirit of god is moving and working yes i have problems yes we have pain we have difficulty we have struggles but guess what we're not alone we're in it together and god is here because i can feel it and see it in the love that my spouse gives me. Right. So that's all about being known. I mean, this is just scratching the surface, but hopefully that gets you guys kind of thinking in some directions, maybe something helpful. Yeah. And I think sometimes um, just some practical tips I think that help is just taking the guesswork out of it. Um, Getting good at communicating um, your, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, I just really want you to listen and affirm me. And that sounds so it sounds so crazy because you're like, well, he should know, like he should figure it out. But sometimes you just need to tell your spouse, like, I just want you to listen to me and give me a hug and just tell him what's going to yeah. be helpful. Cause you kind of know what's going to be helpful right now. To your spouse. And you know that if he starts to say solutions right now, it's going to make you more irritated. So maybe just tell him ahead of time, like, Hey, can we talk? And I just, I need to like vent to you and I need you to make me feel hard. Yeah. And um, with time, he'll get better at that. But still, just make it easier. You know, take all the guesswork guesswork out of it and um, and just help your spouse. And I think also, like, it sounds easy to say all this, but, like, what if your spouse is just not talkative? What if you are the spouse wanting that connection, wanting to be known? You're always trying to communicate. You're always – but your spouse is just really quiet and just doesn't have much to say. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what would you say – in that situation yeah i think the solution to that is just you got to work to draw them out you know it's time patience love care um good questions good questions good presence i think all of us when we feel uh totally enveloped in love and grace we will share our hearts mm-hmm. there could be so much going on why is my spouse not talkative well a lot of things how they were raised maybe some really hard things in the past like there's so many things about maybe they don't even know why mm-hmm. but it's all there everything has a reason but yeah. when we are loved when we are known we start to open up yeah you know little by little so got to put in the work yeah i think one little 
one tangible application point for the week is maybe take try to take 15 minutes this week and share something with your spouse from your thoughts experiences from your inner life something that you haven't really shared before it doesn't have to be crazy epic uh, monumental but something that you know you haven't talked about with your spouse or just haven't shared and just take a moment and try to share something new and um, and if your spouse is sharing something try to be present yeah put away a screen and just listen and um, try to really hear them and communicate back to them what you think you heard them say just little things like that are yeah. huge for a life li- lifetime of transforming a marriage to be more intimate and to be known better yeah yeah Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. uh, And we will be back to talk to you again soon.